the virgin, the virgin that, or virgin that um, um, God sees fit to bear his son. Okay, so verse 26. I'll start there. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph and uh, of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Pause. Okay. Wow. Okay. So Gabriel, now, now he's moved on to Jesus, um, uh, Mary conceiving Jesus. Now, I always say, you know, you, I am favored by God. Um, now, it, I just take it out of scripture because I just feel that God favors people. That, um, not like you're, fa you're his favorite, but his favor is upon you. And, um, I see little, um, God gives me little, little, uh, um, gifts from heaven that I, only I know that he's answered a, a little prayer, uh, you know, just a little request or, um, so I consider myself favored, uh, and have the favor of God. Um, I didn't always or even think about it, but um, I, I always just say to every to somebody else, uh, you know, you're highly favored by God, and so it, I I just um, but Mary, I mean, she had a strong walk with God. She was a young uh, woman. Um, she'd been uh, dedicated her life to God, and 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 he he saw that, and he. And he chose her to be the mother of the Son of God. So, in verse 29, it says, But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. Pause. Now, the word conceive, of course, is conception. So at conception, these important babies are being conceived in the womb. Okay. At verse 32, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Oh, man, the Son of God. Verse 34, Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? Now, pause. She also questions, right? Um, but, you know, she, she doesn't become mute. She, um, um, 
she hadn't, in my opinion, perhaps, you know, I'm just guessing, you know, she hadn't been a priest for, you know, into her old age. Um, so, you know, she, she's, she's young and she's learning. So anyway, that's my opinion why, why she didn't, the angel didn't make her um, mute. Okay, so verse 35, the angel responds, okay, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Pause. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is God. The Most High is God, um, which is the Father. And um, so it was an act of God um, where he... Uh, planted the seed, the, the seed of conception, and um, Mary becomes pregnant with the Son of God. So, in verse thirty-six, uh, and behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. So, okay. Conception, conception, conception. Verse 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. Oh, I love that verse. For nothing will be impossible with God. It doesn't matter. Elizabeth was old. She had a, she, her and uh, Zacharias um, conceived John the Baptist. And, you know, can you imagine an elderly woman uh, being pregnant, uh, this happened, people, and um, so he's he's saying, um, uh, and now you know he's telling Mary, uh, now you are pregnant by God, you're going to have the Son of God, and and her response was so beautiful, verse thirty-eight, and Mary said. Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Okay, so this explains it. I should have kept reading <laughs> why she didn't become mute. She just said, okay, I, I am bond slave to my God. And uh, let, it just, let this happen to me. I'm, I'm happy, beyond happy. To have my womb be the womb to carry the Son of God. She said, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, this will be the last piece I read from um, chapter 1. It's really important because this is Mary's visit to Elizabeth. And so the angel departs from her and then... Um, Mary, she uh, it, it records she quickly goes to Elizabeth because she's just heard from the angel that um, uh, her cousin Elizabeth is is with child, and she's going to go and see what she can do. And I imagine she, you know, wow, her her she's probably heard from her cousin Elizabeth um, all this time, or her relative Elizabeth all this time. You know that she's never has never been able to have a baby, so she's you know thoroughly excited for her. 
Okay, verse 39. Now at this time, Mary rose and went in a hurry to, to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Okay, pause. This is important. Because Elizabeth, she, the angel didn't tell her Mary, Mary had just conceived um, but because she's carrying John the Baptist the Holy Spirit fills Elizabeth with this knowledge and not only Elizabeth but remember John the Baptist is full of the Holy Spirit in the womb okay verse 40 and, and, and Mary entered the house of Zacharias and, and greeted Elizabeth 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby, not the fetus, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Just at the entrance of Mary, this happened. Um, John the Baptist leaped in her womb verse 42 and she cried out with a loud voice and said blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb who is in the fruit of her womb Jesus Jesus the son of God wow ponder these verses they're, they're just so amazing uh, and it and it does record, like I said earlier, when um, Mary, uh, when the angel appeared to her, um, she was very perplexed. But it also says she kept pondering. I think it's really important for us to ponder what's being said in God's word because it's the living word of God. Okay, verse 43. And how has it happened to me, this is Elizabeth talking, that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Pause. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Just, I, I mean, that the Lord comes to us now and keeps calling us out of the wilderness, out of our, out of our sin. He, he stretches out his hand and he grabs us, pulls us up out of our past and gives us new beginning. Uh, I mean, I hope you go back and also listen to that song. I mean, it just has such strong meaning. meaning. And, you know, I was going through my own thing um, but at the same time, I almost played a different song for everybody today. And no, I wrote down today's song would be Rescue Story. And it just sure does line up with um, Jesus writing our story before we even had a name. And uh, so, okay, so verse 44. For behold, so important. When the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. 
And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. I'm going to pause there. Um, I know I've said it, this will be the second time. The baby, please don't ever call a fetus a fetus. I mean, yes, we're all still growing. We do start at conception, but even at conception, we're growing. We're growing. We're, we're, um, um, you know, it doesn't take long at all for, for, uh, for everything to happen in its own time, um, in the womb. Um, it, you know, babies don't start at, at birth and then start learning. And, uh, you know, we, we learn to walk, we learn to talk, we learn math. I mean, it, the list goes on and on of how, how our brain just starts learning more and more and more and more and more. But it starts at conception when we start growing in our, in, in who, who we are to be, uh, our, our, uh, from head to toe, God's, God is, has his hand on the human that he's, that he's cho chosen. We are chosen to be conceived. And, uh, um, you know, it, it just, if God wanted us to just be born, I mean, just to be, um, uh, how, how would we ever get a baby in our, in our arms if they weren't made in the womb? <laughs> Um, it, it just doesn't happen like that. People aren't, people can't imagine, can't think that, um, babies grow on trees. <laughs> they're, uh, they're fully made and fully, fully, uh, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. It keeps, keeps going until it's time for that baby to, to come out of the womb and, and then you're able to hold the baby. Um, but, you know, again, babies don't grow on trees. Uh, um, it's, it's a process, and it, we're still going through a process of life. Still going through. Uh, so anyway, I did want to give you the back, back uh, story on John the Baptist, and I did want to touch on the important babies that are in the womb, and that did draw me into um, my... Um, just my passion, one of my passions is um, for the unborn. Um, uh, I've asked in past messages not to twist, not to twist the Word of God, you know, not to decide, um, at con you know, at conception, um, at one week, at two months. I mean, uh, you can't draw a line somewhere. Um, human beings at five months have been known to to develop um, without any troubles but um, uh, so anyway but the, the wonderful thing is is that God no matter what what's ever happened in a person's life 
pulls us out of that. And then um, what we do when we are born again, in our, we're a new person now. And, and this life with God is what matters. Not what we did in our old life or not what you did in your old life. Uh, we got to let all that go. And, and uh, it, it's what, what can we do with our born-again self? Um, and so, anyway, don't, don't make it up as you go along. Um, revisit uh, Luke chapter 1 to read it for yourselves. Um, and uh, just ponder these things ponder these things how life is so precious from the very very beginning okay so i am going to go into chapter three in luke and i'm just going to read just a little bit there because i i wrote it down um and i i wonder if i can well well john i'm just going to give you just a little bit john because i don't want to go over um, too much time. The reason I've been having to, to um, split these into part one and part two is because I'm going over my allotted time. So I'm going to try to keep it short. But uh, uh, John, he preaches and teaches before Jesus comes on the scene. And, uh, you know, they're really close in age because obviously I've just read that um, Elizabeth is six months pregnant when, when Jesus is conceived. So uh, it just goes on to say that he, um, he, he starts baptizing, um, in water for, uh, uh, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And, uh, people are coming from all over to be baptized. And John is noticing that some of the people in the crowds, they're, they're walking crooked. They're in, walking in crooked ways. And in some of here, some of this um, goes on to call them a brood of vipers. But, and, and then he, he says, um, part of verse 8 in chapter 3, um, Uh, the crowd, these these crooked people, um, uh, they're they're part of the people. I'm sure also that um, John comes to have the people of Israel turn back to God, but um, they they tell him. Um, well, he he says to them in verse eight. Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, "We have Abraham for our father." For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. Now, we are those stones that John is talking about. Um, we're not Israelites, per se, but we are children of God. Anybody that believes in the Son and, and what, you know, the, the Son came to be born of the Virgin Mary and became man and suffered was crucified, suffered, died, and was buried, and rose again on the third day. Important, rose again on the third day. Um, he's telling them um, he can, God can raise up children from a stone. 
um, to Abraham to be called children of Abraham. Um, we are children of Abraham because, like I said, anybody that believes in what the son did. Okay, in verse 9, he, John also says, Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees, so every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Now, you lose your place as a child of God um, um, if you don't bear fruit, good fruit. Uh, it says, is cut down and thrown into the fire. And um, unquenchable fire, which is hell. Um but take heart anybody that's listening um, we are children of God whether we want to accept it now or we accept it later I believe that everybody is in prayer and, um, and we have to um, build each other up and, and help each other grow and um, and just yeah um, good disciples of our Lord. Um, so it just goes on to say that he, he starts baptizing people and then um, he also baptizes Jesus and uh, Jesus, uh, John tells Jesus, I'm not um, um, I'm just going to read here starting in 15 and then I will read um, through uh, 22 really quick. I'll try not to pause unless I absolutely need to. Now, while the people were in a state of expectation and all were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was the Christ, John answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Pause. Okay, I've been telling you guys that when I asked Jesus for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I felt like fire in my heart for a split second. It was supernatural. It was it was holy. It was I could, I knew it because I had just asked for that baptism, and my life has just been um, uh, just kicked into gears <laughs> as a. Many of you probably know I wasn't always kicked into gear, but I am kicked into gear now. Um, so, uh, John baptized with the water, and Jesus can baptize you with the a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, in verse 17, and then he goes, does say, you know, that, oh no, I am not the Christ. I'm not even fit to tie the, 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 the untie the thong of his sandals. Okay, verse 17. His, meaning Jesus, his winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, and he will burn up the chafe with unquenchable fire. Well, this is Jesus. And what is um, um, this? This is saying that Jesus, he's going to gather the wheat into his barn, which are his followers. But he will burn up the chafe with unquenchable fire. Verse 18. So many other exhortations he preached the gospel. So with many other exhortations he preached the gospel to the people. Okay, I'm going to skip down. That was verse 18. I'm going to skip down to Jesus is baptized. Verse 21. 
and it's this, these verse, these couple, there's two verses here that are very important because it speaks of Jesus the Son, God the, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, all in this captured here. It's just so profound and so beautiful. Verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Wow. Can you imagine the people around? I mean, they all must have heard this. How how awesome is that now I do just have one more note on John and it's found in, in the Apostle John's book um, John chapter 22 uh, verses 22 to 36 um Although that is a very um, beautiful scripture, it, um, which is in regards to the fu their future glory, I actually obviously meant forgot to put chapter 1 there. So it is John chapter 1, and it's 22 through 36. Okay. Now, this is um, um, the testimony of John the Baptist. I'm actually going to start at 19 through 36. Okay, this is the testimony of John. Um, when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? Um, here, I'm going to hit pause. Here, um, John the Baptist, um, he is, this is, this is important because I'm trying to get, get, um, the right words together here because you can be following God and following him and walking with him and walking with him um, your mission could be to be a forerunner for Jesus as John the Baptist was but in in the book of John the Apostle John um, he records here that even John is sending um, people to Jesus to ask Jesus um, who he is um, and it's um, it, it it's surprising but at the same time um, it's you know those of you that are, are questioning uh, have God questions I mean it, it's okay we we um, it's important to just try to answer the questions because 
here, here, you know, this is a testimony of John when the Jews uh, sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? And he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then he said to him, Who are you? So that we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. And as Isaiah the prophet said. And um, I'm going to hit pause there because I really did think that that was where um, John... Um, John does send people to Jesus to ask Jesus who he is, but this isn't where it touches on that. And I am not going to take the time to look for it right today, but um, even John the Baptist, uh, he's, he's imprisoned, and um, he, uh, he's, in, he's in prison, and perhaps he's wondering, Jesus, why aren't you saving me out of this? out of this uh, prison cell or, you know, and so he, he does send people to, um, to Jesus to ask him who he is. Uh, so I'll try to make a note here to, to touch back on that, but it is important that it's okay to, to, you know, ask even John the Baptist did. Um, so anyway, so here... Um, the people, I guess, are just asking him um, who he is. And he's saying, no, I'm not the Christ. No, I'm not Elijah. Um, uh, I am just the one that came to make your, to try to make your path straight, um, make straight the way of the, and, and to um, be the forerunner. To know. So now John is become, going to become less and Jesus is going to become more. And so that's what he's saying when he's saying, I, you know, here I'm going to um, uh, make straight the way of the Lord. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and pause there. So, and I'm sorry about that. I, if if I had more time, I'd go back and, and read to you the the section where John the Baptist uh, sends some of his disciples to go ask Jesus if he's the Christ. So, I'm running out of time here. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to have to make this two recordings. So, and that's okay. I'll go ahead and um, I'm going to let this let this end here and I'm going to start to pause